Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Christy got to talk with Micah Tyler over on her podcast, The Brave Place, which you can find on the podcast section on klrc.com or on the KLRC app. But here's a small clip that she and Mark shared from their conversation. You know, Micah Tyler, mm-hmm. awesome singer. Incredible. Yeah, he's songwriter, songwriter. author. Mm-hmm. He recently came out with a book called Walking Free. And man, it's a powerful book. I, I read it and it hit home for me in a lot of ways and just really practical because a lot of times, you know, you hear walking free in Jesus and it feels a little um, abstract, untouchable, kind of like, what does that even mean? Like find freedom in Jesus. What does that mean? And he really breaks it down. He used to be a youth pastor and it's just really cool how God has brought his life from a a sausage truck delivery driver (laughs) and a youth pastor. He was doing both of those jobs to a guy that you hear on the radio every day. And it's just a really neat story and just a great conversation. And he touched on all kinds of different topics, um, just a lot of wisdom. And here's something he had to say about storms in life that I think will encourage our listeners. You just never know what God is, what God is doing today, what, what storm you are walking through today, what thing you're having to, to decide to be brave about today that may not get the results that you want today. But what if God is building and carving something in you? So that when that time does come, you're prepared. You're prepared to get out there because you knew what it was like to survive all the bad rooms and all the bad situations and all the tough spots and still be able to serve Jesus faithfully. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so easy, especially when you're in the middle of the storm. Like, you know, like literally, like when, you know, you're in the middle of a storm, you just feel like I can't see past mm-hmm. the rain. Mm-hmm. But to have that reminder of like, well, what if there's actually a bigger picture yeah. going on here? Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine not too long ago went through a pretty, pretty rough, tough season, just super, you know, terrible storm of life. And uh, we were at church one day and um, someone was talking about that. And, and this other lady chimed in. She goes, yeah, but look how strong she is now. Mm. And, and and that's what that reminds me of. You know, we go through these storms, but what if God is preparing you and strengthening you? There's something about that, you know, like an oak tree, the strongest tree. Yeah. The way it gets so strong is through storms. And learning and, to yeah. survive. Well. And so I just thought it was an encouraging word um, for our listening family. You know, if you're going through a storm right now, hang in there. It's a season. They don't last forever, but it's doing something in you and, and let it. Let God move and work in you through the storm. There is such true power and freedom in trusting God and knowing he has everything under control. I try to remind myself this every time I start to get stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed by things in my life. Reminding myself that God has proven himself time after time. He's got this. And no matter what happens, I know he's with me. Isn't it amazing to walk in that freedom? That's the kind of freedom I hope we can share as we spread the gospel, help people break their chains and find hope because this world is full of hopelessness and tragedy, like the recent tragedy in Nashville that tears right through our hearts. But you know, God did something in Nashville recently to remind us of his promises. So something incredible happened 
uh, last week. It was Thursday, I think. And some pictures have been floating around on the Internet now, and more and more stories are coming out of it. But it was a day that uh, families were a little bit unsure of. It was going to be the first time that students and their families would be coming together for a chapel on the campus of that Covenant School mm, in Nashville. In Nashville, right? yeah. Man. So as you can imagine, there's a little bit of nervousness and also anticipation. And something incredible before the chapel service even began took place. And it captured everybody's attention who was there. In fact, they couldn't stop looking at it. Uh, it's been shared by a number of different people, including Dave Barnes, who's one of the artists that we play here on KLRC. as that God Gave Me You song that mm-hmm. came out some years ago. His kids are actually some of the students at that school. And he shared this online. He said it was so bright and so intense, and it seemed to last forever. It was like God was yelling from heaven, I see you. I have not forgotten you. It was one of the most poignant things I've ever experienced in my life. Mm. And then he shared a picture of that school campus. And there's this brilliant, massive, clear rainbow right there over the campus. Mm. Just incredible. He went on to say that God never promises for everything to make sense. He's God and we're not. But he promises that he loves us and that he'll always take care of us. And what did God decide to use to show his promises, also known as a covenant, same name of the school, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool, to his people? Rainbows. And they got a full glimpse of it. It's incredible. On that Thursday night. That is absolutely incredible. I and know. You posted that on the morning show. Yeah, it's on the morning show page. If you want to see on the Facebook page, it is beautiful and brilliant. Yeah, and it's you're stunning. Just like, and, and even like... Just this incredible sky, and then it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, you just can't help it. But what is the Leanna Crawford? The how can you not? Yeah, see God. Those, yeah, how, how can, can you, you not, not see moments, God? That's right? right. That's amazing. I it love is that. Our positive difference story of the day today. I can't help but think of the intentionality behind that symbol. A massive rainbow, a symbol which means God keeps His promises. That God has a covenant, a relationship with us. And it is that symbol which he hung over the school. Like Mark and Christy said, how can you not? But also, how can we not pray for those who need the hope, for those who need love, for those so lost right now? Such a good reminder for us. But as dark and grim as this world is, we can still rejoice in the little things. We can live our life to the fullest and take comfort in the good God has given us. Like, say, a puppy. Uh, hey, That's I've incredible. got a question for you, by the way. Uh-huh. Okay, so I saw on your Facebook page, uh-huh. I saw your sweet wife, Tiff, uh-huh. holding a puppy. <laughs> yeah. So, so you got some explaining to do. I want to know, do you have a puppy coming? So it's our 24th wedding anniversary today. today. Congratulations. So we thought we'd spend the weekend just hanging out, doing a bunch of things that we like doing together, right? So we started, we played a little pickleball okay. together, which was okay. fun. And I told somebody, I was like, I've learned in 24 years that we are better teammates than competitors. 
Which is like, there's probably a lesson actually somewhere like, in that about marriage along the way too. Maybe that's but, not the best activity for your anniversary. How we play pickleball yeah. that works the best. Uh-huh. But so, and we went to a movie together. We went out to eat, all this kind of stuff. And we, we were waiting for our dinner reservation and we had a little extra time. And she was like, hey, because we've been talking about a dog for a long time. Right. Now, right? I'm and begging she's been you a to get one. Thing, but yeah. she's like, I think they've got some puppies in here. Can, can, we, can we go in there? I wouldn't mind holding a puppy and let's just see what options they have. Right? Like, sure. Absolutely. I'm in. I love you. So we went in. <laughs> and um, she got to hold this little dachshund, which she grew up with dachshunds. Okay. Um, cute little. Oh, adorable. 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 Big, huge, floppy ears. Yeah. And um, and so, and all the classics. Pretty much ate my shoelaces. I was like, all right, this is what puppies do. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Um, and then, of course, we're in one of those little pins where you kind of like get to just yeah. you know, hang out with the... Get to pet the, on Right. And... Kind of have this little meet and greet right. experience. And uh, all of a sudden, just like, uh-oh. I was like, uh-oh, why? She was like... She's about to do her business. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. Yes. And I was like, look, right you there are in not the meet and selling greet. me here, girl. You yeah. are not real right there. Yep. So then they came out and they were like, hey, here's, you know, here's the deal. Here's what it costs, which I had like total sticker shock because I didn't know how that all worked. I was like, do you, do you have any kind that don't do that? that like what like, she just did? Don't have exit. <laughs> Right. I don't know how to say that appropriately right now. Because I was like, I'd write that check for that. So needless to say, you did not bring home Um, that cute little pup. Not yet. Not yet. We'll just have to see. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's hope. If Mark and his wife get a puppy, I will be so jealous. I have really bad puppy fever right now. I saw a puppy the other day and it just melted my heart. Oh, it's so bad. And it's so hard because there's no way I can have a dog right now. So the puppy fever is agonizing. But if you do have a dog, maybe you'd be interested in this new piece of technology. They're always creating ways to take care of our pets. And I'm mostly supporting that. I think the happier my dog can be, the happier I am. It serves everyone. But there's this new smart device called Companion, which builds itself as an all-in-one nanny and instructor for your dog. They said this little device will use artificial intelligence to treat, to give your dog treats, to even provide all-day scheduled and on-demand engagement with your dog with games, behavioral programs, and training. I'm thinking of a couple of parents who would love this for their kids. This is a little square cube thing that sits in the room. $50 a month, though, which feels pretty steep for something that I'm positive both of my dogs would just knock over and make a chew toy. In fact, I'd like to personally offer my dogs up as a stress test for the robot, because I think that as it's trying to instruct them on manners, they're going to be chewing on its head. So good luck. I think this sounds like a complete scam. A little robot box that trains your dog? No way. Have you ever seen a dog? They barely listen to human commands, and humans are way more exciting than a box. So this is silly. But you want to know what isn't silly? Not being able to listen to the dialogue in your TV shows? Here's Isaac on that. If you're like me and you watch TV with the captions on because you're just trying to figure out what the heck someone just said, Amazon Prime has a new feature called Dialogue Boost, which lets the viewers increase the volume of dialogue 
relative to the background music and effects available on a limited selection of shows. But I like this because it means I can actually hear what someone like Jack Ryan or whoever is saying amid all of the chaos and explosions and all of the fun things like that. I need that for real life, dude. Maybe I just need hearing aids. That's what I'm learning here. I'm glad Amazon has this feature, but here's my big qualm with all of this. Why not just edit your audio better, Hollywood? This is not an Amazon problem. This is a problem across the board with sound mixing in shows and movies. The dialogue is too quiet. The music and sound effects are too loud. It's ridiculous. Just fix your audio levels. It should not be that hard. Ugh. Okay, I'm going to put the rant aside. But speaking of turning the volume up, do you want to turn the volume up on your teens? Because Robert has a suggestion for how to get them talking. Getting your teenagers to open up and just talk with you as parents, it's not always easy. I get that. Well, I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and I've got two teenage daughters. My oldest is 18. My youngest is almost 16. That's going to happen in July. And so I was hanging out with my younger daughter, and she's kind of just telling me about school a little bit here and there. And you know how you get just kind of the one-sentence answer. And I just said, tell me more. And that's what I kept saying, tell me more. And it kind of forces them to think about what they're talking about. And all of a sudden, we're having an hour-long conversation. So, yeah, those three simple words, tell me more, seem to be working right now. Teenagers are funny, aren't they? Lots of people and parents like to complain about teens or dread the teen years, like, ugh, annoying teenagers. But I was listening to an episode from Summer Colbert's podcast, and I completely agree with her. As someone who was once a teenager, teenagers can be amazing. And sure, it's a different stage of life, and it's a different stage of parenting. But talking about it negatively, like, ugh, teenagers, that doesn't exactly promote warm, cozy feelings for anyone. Your teen still wants to be accepted and loved, and by showing interest in them, their hobbies, their thoughts and feelings, you can help your teen know that you actually care and that you're a safe person to talk to when those big questions come up. Speaking of big questions, um, AI is a thing? 90.9 KLRC. Hi, my name's Robert, and technology, it's growing in leaps and bounds, and I'm sure that you've heard about AI just being integrated into so many things. And so I read about a German artist named Boris Eldingson, and he entered the Sony World Photography Contest, and he ended up winning the grand prize, but he said, I cannot accept this prize. The photo I put in was generated by AI, and I did that on purpose. I want to have a talk about authenticity. And so that is just wild to think that these things can just be created out of thin air and i also wonder should we be going through our boxes for our old film cameras those things might have a value that's on the rise isn't that crazy we are getting to a point where ai can win awards i have this dreadful feeling that my job might get replaced with ai so can we collectively pump the brakes on this <laughs> In general, I think we all as a society need to pump the brakes. We work too hard and we barely have time to rest, and that can lead to us getting sick. Kara has been out the entire week, unfortunately. So Anson has taken over, and here's some advice he found for when you get sick. 
definitely some sickness and allergies going around right now. And a few minutes ago, I was talking about the struggle it can be as a parent, whether you're working or whether you stay at home, to take care of your kids and of your family during times like this, right? You get a call from the school or you wake up in the morning and your kid's too sick to be able to go and it totally throws off your plans for the day, maybe even for the week. It can be really tough to navigate, but writer Fernie Cosgrove has a few tips for us. A few minutes ago, I shared the first one, that it's okay for us to stop what we're doing and care for our children. That's the first thing we have to recognize. But her second suggestion is equally important. We have to remember that there are times when we're going to have to ask for help. Despite our best efforts, there's going to be times where it's hard to stop working, right? There's a big important project going on, a fast approaching deadline, something that has to get done. We weren't meant to and cannot do all of those things alone. So we have to coordinate with our husband or our wife about which days we're absolutely unable to miss work or ask a coworker to help cover some things for us or ask a family member to help out with some things around the house. Fernie says this, the Lord has made us part of his body, his church, and you may find unexpected and willing help from your brothers and sisters. Don't be afraid to ask. I don't know why, but we have this pervasive idea in our culture that we have to do everything on our own. Maybe it's that American spirit. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, work hard, get the American dream. But whatever it is, it's not realistic. It's exhausting, and it's honestly not biblical. The Bible repeatedly shows communities and families being together, and the early church was founded upon communities, gathering in people's homes, helping one another, sharing everything so no one was without. We can and should lean upon each other during the hard times, seasons of illness or loss. We need to be there for one another. Having a strong community is something I really desire, but it does take work on my part, investing in other people and trusting they'll be there for me too. We are, after all, brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Now, here's a very sweet and wholesome story that's sure to melt your heart. All right, I think this might win the award for cutest story of the week. A permanently injured bald eagle who can't fly is living out the rest of his days at a bird sanctuary in Missouri. His name is Murphy, and his keepers recently noticed that he had created a nest, and in the middle, he had placed a rock, which he was sitting on and apparently trying to hatch. Now, male bald eagles take an equal part in raising their young, so this is natural behavior for a male. The keeper said every so often he rearranges the sticks in the nest, he cackles at any other eagles that try to come too close. We wish Murphy all the luck in the world, but we're not telling him the reality of the situation that we have yet to see a rock hatch. However, a few days later, the staff decided to give Murphy a chance at fostering a real baby eagle that they had recently taken in. However, Murphy's 31 years old. He'd never raised a chick before, so they weren't quite sure how this was going to work out. It took Murphy about an hour to warm up to the eaglet, to approach it, get kind of curious, and then finally the next day, the eaglet left the nest to go be close to Murphy, and Murphy fed the baby and apparently is now an adoptive dad. So congrats to Murphy the Eagle on becoming a father and, like I said, on, I think, winning the award for the cutest story of the week. Did that melt your heart? Because it sure turned mine into goo. It's just so incredible to see God's handiwork in creation. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, 
Have a great weekend.